You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Thank You for Your Servers, a show which looks at the tech news of today, but from a libertarian perspective. Now here are your hosts, Thaddeus and Gary. Thank you for logging into. Thank you for your servers. I'm Thaddeus Preston, aka Nick Way, and joining me again, as always, is Gary. How you doing, Gary? I'm doing great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is our mostly, almost mostly weekly rant about the tech topics of the day from a liberty perspective. This and other podcasts are brought to you by Make Liberty Great Again Network of Podcasts. And with that's all those formalities out of the way, let's get into this. So we wanted to kind of bring you this week, um, or at least for this episode, like the Fullerton uh, versus our friend Joshua. Um, was it? Was it? Was his last name Joshua Ferguson? Ferguson. Yeah, that, that's my boy. Sorry, I had to bring up the site um, and uh, the friends for Fullerton's future and their thing. But uh, you know, we we need to get uh, schedule some some uh, a segment with with Joshua. He has a lot going on right now. And so we'll probably, probably next episode, we, we, we won't make any promises, but definitely next episode, we may, uh, may get him on the show so he can kind of explain what was going on. It's, it's, uh, if you've listened to the last episode, we kind of briefly brushed on it before we kind of closed out the last episode and we, and we're just like, yeah, man, a lot, a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, chicanery and effery going on with that whole situation. And he hopefully will kind of give us an update on the lawsuit and, you know, what's happening. And we can kind of have him step us through the anatomy of how the story developed and how we got to this point. But not this week, unfortunately. Hopefully uh, next episode when we can get him on. And uh, we'll make it. We'll make hint, it. Hint, we'll make you, it. Gary, because you look closer to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've been in touch with Josh and uh, he's down for recording with us. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make it the next episode. Let's do it then. Yeah. Okay. I'm, Just, I'm very, very excited about this. All right. This, we're 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 gonna do this next yeah, episode. Right. Really, <laughs> really, truly, honestly. Um, we, but, we won't string you along anymore. Yes. Yes. We won't. We won't tease you week by week for going <laughs> forward. Prom- it's it's the perpetual you know bonus episode that some podcasters may actually t- tempt you with in order to you know get you to do the Patreon thing, but only like they don't give it to you. Um, I don't know. I have a I have a pet peeve against that. I I once subscribed to like a, a particular podcast that said like, hey, we'll do an extra hour if you subscribe to said podcast, whatever, because it was a three hour long show, and the fourth hour never only happened like a grand total of four times over the over the life of my subscription. And I was just like, I felt mm. like that was a bait and switch. I felt like I was wronged in that uh, transaction, but it's a pet peeve on my part. Um, well, we won't any... we won't pet peeve you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't do that. All right. Well, anyway, so in the meanwhile, though, something else did come to our attention when it comes to discussing, um, you know, uh, cyber issues. And that was this article that someone had posted in our uh, Make Liberty Great Again uh, Facebook group about um, Ring um, and their quest to become law enforcement's best friend. And, you know, it's from Vice. And so it has its bent. But, there, you know, but there was a there was a lot of pretty good information, a lot of somewhat disturbing information and it's basically this uh ring is a company um that started out as kind of a shark tank pitch um that became this huge company and for those of you not familiar with ring ring is basically just like these series of surveillance apparatus apparatuses i guess or cameras doorbells uh motion detectors and stuff like that that you can buy um it was as it was its own company for a long time then um ultimately uh amazon bought them um, yeah, so Amazon surveillance company has kind of seeped into hundreds of communities by virtue of the fact that like, you know, we live in my opinion, we live in a very low trust society now and people don't really have uh, strong ties in their neighborhood. And so the ring doorbell and was, was kind of one of its, its, its flagship products. Uh, it's basically a doorbell that has a built in camera and stuff like that has been selling like hotcakes. I mean, my, my brother-in-law owns one. I know many people who like using it. But there are 
I guess uh, this article is kind of bringing up the fact that, that there's some kind of disturbing trends when it comes to it. So Amazon purchased a company, uh, I guess, I don't remember, and I don't really care when they did it. I think, let's, let's assume it was 2017. Um, and then Ring has been kind of going, uh, has been partnering with a lot of local law enforcement and to basically encourage a lot of their communities to embrace these devices, install these devices, help, you know, <coughs> excuse me, to help um, them in their um, law enforcement activities. Um, I think Ring, you know, throws parties, they, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they do affiliate links uh, through certain police departments. Um, they're greatly tied. They greatly tie police departments to uh, the neighborhood app for those who are familiar with that, and that helps them kind of like use uh, gives them access to this kind of uh, surveillance network. Um, you know, using it's something called Ring Neighborhoods Portal, yep. and so that gives you kind of access to knowing where cameras are and if. It was at the time noted, if you opted in, you would then, those feeds would then be available to law enforcement. Um, and uh, and it, yeah, I, I think it used to be an opt-in. I don't know if it still is. It should be. I don't know. I, I don't use Ring. But apparently, even if you were curmudging and said, no, I don't want you looking at any of my surveillance uh, photo, uh, no, video, um, there were ways around getting that to them. But... Um, working with Ring, there's actually like a, uh, what is it, a script that they actually hand out to people um, that basically says like, you know, we've we've partnered with, you know, this police department, we're investigating blah, 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 near your location between the hours of this and this. If you could give us access to these and share these video times, that would be great. And as a whole, like people are, you know, in our low trust society are much, much more willing to opt in when you kind of present them with the case for, hey, this is for, you know, not only um, solving crimes, but crime prevention. And so they've been just cultivating these relationships with these or with these companies, uh, or with these police departments. Um, and that's disturbing to the authors of uh, this vice um article vice motherboard article um you know they go over kind of some you know non sequitur attacks against them right i mean the case against ring and its partnerships and relationships with these local police departments in and of itself is disturbing but then they had to throw in the occasional like oh they threw a racist staff party once because people were dressed up as native americans throw that crap aside right this is that's just just also just as nonsense that vice likes to push the big thing is that there is this cyber cooperation between cities and, 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 and corporations and that there are, there might be some privacy implications associated with these relationships um, that creates a, let's, I, I won't, I'll be hyperbolic and say corporal, corporal fascist organ, you know, surveillance entities where basically these uh, you opt in as a customer because you want Ring's services, but by opting into that by virtue of purchasing them, you have now helped a private company build up a surveillance network that it can then sell access to to your local police department. Right. Um, and 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 it's you know they they've been doing a great job over the last couple of years of really catering to these. Um, these law enforcement organizations, your neighborhood law enforcement organizations, because these law enforcement organizations find use useful the uh, the neighborhood portal app. Um, you know, I mean, hell, you can approximate locations, you can then triangulate camera angles and stuff like that. So it's almost like a backdoor way, a backdoor tool um, that the city of London is famous for having more cameras per capita than wherever. I think they've been since eclipsed by like Chinese cities. Um, but yeah, it gives them what they feel is a, um, is, uh, a tool for law enforcement. Um, keyword being law enforcement. Right. 90 cities have partnered with ring so far, according to public records. Um, and it's growing. Yeah. My, my fear with this whole thing is like any, any typical opt-in type thing where, you know, people will, uh, they'll phrase it in a way or they'll make it so long the agreement so long and complex people just going to do it and they'll do it under the guise of 
oh yeah, well, if I give all my information out there, it's going to be a safer world, blah, 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 without reading the details and understanding what is they're actually giving up and giving access to. Um, it's your typical end user license agreement type mentality, right? right? They can throw anything they want in there and people are just going to accept it because, oh, this is a great thing. Yeah. Kind of goes no. back to our general conversation that, that we have a lot is people need to educate themselves. People need to understand how this particular thing applies to my life specifically, right? For and me, uh, being a tech guy, I'm not comfortable with any of that. I want my stuff to be self-contained with my own little system and my own isolated environment, but, but I'm the fringe, you know, I'm not, I'm not your typical consumer. So. Right. No, I mean, and these guys have been hardcore pushing this for a while with celebrity spokespeople, Shaq in this instance, um, giving uh, the company offering police officers $50 off ring products. Um, if the department part, you know, partners with ring, um, giving away, uh, uh, you know, giving law enforcement organizations, you know, access to, of course, this neighborhood portal and really enlisting the police as almost like a, a PR arm for the, for the company's services. And on the back channel of that, the kickback is essentially like these police departments get, you know, access to this portal as well as, uh, you know, actual there's actual slight financial incentive right i mean they're giving away free ring ring products to certain police departments if they achieve a certain number of uh, affiliate links and um mm-hmm. and, and 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 that 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 more disturbs me than anything um i will take i will take a contrarian view later but like just taking this particular story on face value this is bad right this yeah. is a this is a melding of the two things, right? It's what I like to call um, the technological terror of melding cyberspace with the state. And it's not that if we're going to live in a nation state that there, there shouldn't be mechanisms and tools for the state to, I guess, enforce order. Um, but, is you know, as, as much as I, I, uh, I understand the concerns um, that this article brings up, I don't think there's a whole hell of a lot we can do about it. Most people don't care, right? Right. Um, I had an occasion, what was this? This was about a month and a half ago at my brother-in-law's house. Somebody was walking around the neighborhood looking suspicious, right? We, you know, we, we all discriminate in profile, despite what this Vice article dot thinks is bad about that. And this person was just kind of walking around, looking around, um, looking suspicious. You know, it might have been something benign, but this freaked out my sister-in-law. And she subsequently called the cops, or at least, the, you know, our, our local PD. And, yeah, she gave him access to video to go look and see who this person is. And that makes her feel better. And people are, are, are more willing now than in the past, me and you are different, to acquiesce to surveillance as opposed to privacy. They want security. Yep. And, um, and there's nothing to be said about the fact that, like, yeah, maybe there might be some implications that are um, troubling going forward. But right now, we live in a very low-trust society. And these tools allow that to happen. I think one of the first stories I read about uh, because this is part of a this uh, we'll, we'll have it in the show notes. This is a three part uh, story, and I remember reading about this a while ago about like you know how Ring transmits fear to American suburbs, and they take again the social justice aspect of like well this basically perpetuates discrimination because if you're not from around the neighborhood, um, people have a tendency to profile. Um, if an African-American or other person is walking around the neighborhood and being fairly benign, but not necessarily being, you know, not, not being from around the neighborhood, these people have a tendency to then go on the neighbor neighborhood's app and say, Hey, this suspicious person is walking around. And typically that disproportionately, um, affects people of color or whatever. That is a valid concern. It's stupid. It's not the primary concern. The primary concern of the story where they bury a lead is, it does allow people to transmit f- fear to each other, right? 
Right. So like you know you uh, the, you know the moment like my sister in law saying like hey this strange guy is like was just kind of snooping around my property and stuff that goes to the neighborhood app everyone starts posting about that and starts like hey have you seen this person hey whatever and actually one of the reasons um, I think it, this first article the one that says how ring transmits fear to American suburbs um, and subsequent articles I've read basically one of the reasons Amazon like purchased Ring was because of property theft i.e they were leaving packages on the front lawn on your front lawn or your front porch and they're being stolen right and so and amazon's like well they wanted a means to monitor that right and that's because we have a really crappy low trust society of you know deviants and people who don't necessarily respect rules norm social norms or the rule of law to that matter and so these types of surveillance tools as uh, as dangerous long-term as they're going to be, people are going to opt for these things. Because they are, but, you know, it, it, a lot of that, though, is accessibility and cost, right? And, and ease of use. You yeah, know, you, yeah, your, yeah. your average person is, they're going to opt in for one of these systems simply because it, it works for them. It eases their minds. They trust whoever has access to it, whatever. I'll guarantee you, I'll bet you a hundred dollars right now. Shaquille O'Neal does not have a ring doorbell on the front of his house. No, he probably He's has got a much elaborate security system. He has a monster security system around his house as well. He, he should, he can afford it and he, he needs the privacy um, more than, you know, my next door neighbor does. Um, Yeah. Th- this is a tough one. I mean, y- yeah, here's a caveat though. Like, isn't it better then that this ring, no matter how nefarious its entanglements may be, has democratized and or commoditized everyone having access to that type of surveillance that everyone thinks they need? Because, yeah, let's, let's ignore mm-hmm. the fact that, like, in most neighborhoods, we, in some neighborhoods, you really don't need anything like this, right? Um, right. A, a lot of the selling point for a lot of people in my neighborhood is just like, hey, I just don't want my packages stolen or I want to know when my packages arrive or sure. I want to know who's coming in and out of the house. There's- well, and, and I've, I've looked in, you know, we do a lot of Amazon shopping at my house and we have a garage door opener that hooks into the Amazon, you know, the Amazon key um, system where we can give the delivery person a one time use access key. They can open up the garage door, put the package inside, close it. It logs it everything, and then we can also get the uh, Amazon camera to record that, yes, that's what he actually did. He opened it, he put the package in, he closed it, and he didn't steal my my tools, right? Okay, that that would actually work for me, but the you know the the entire thing and trust in everything, I don't know. It's I... and I think you know, and I think this doesn't this doesn't help law enforcement's case against the growing um, suspicion of law enforcement, right? Because these, 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 these are kind of, this is a little bit of cronyism, right? It's, it's, a, it's a softer form of cronyism, right? It's just like, hey, we have this tool. Hey, we'd like to partner with law enforcement as opposed to be adversarial to law enforcement or the state in general. And this is a bigger and more broader uh, case for why the state needs to be smaller. But as it grows, companies are going to feel the need to ingratiate themselves. Well, and companies are smart to do so from a, just from a straight up profit standpoint, because what's PR standpoint. Well, what, what sells more than fear? Nothing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think fear sells more than anything. So I would, I would agree with a little bit of that statement. Yes, <laughs> it's 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 one of the reasons why Ring has been Ring and all these other. I mean, Nest. I mean, uh, Simply Safe. Um, you know, hell, even any and all VPN services, right? Fear. Yeah. Um, what's fear, the first thing? What's the first thing they show you in the commercial? It's a house that's been ransacked, right? Right, and broken into. This could um, happen to you. <laughs> right. This is true, and the same thing is true with the fact that, like. Now that we have a neighborhood app that great greatly amplifies the, these these things, right? It used to be like you know petty crime here and there, but now the whole neighborhood is looking at these petty crime, and so they think they live in like a hellscape. And so right. What says, happened to my peaceful neighborhood? Nothing. It's nothing the same the, yeah. neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, there's every once in a while there's a spike in um uh uh. uh 
what is it, vagrant activity, right? People just kind of wandering around, looking suspicious and stuff, you know. And but most of the time, nothing's really going on, right? It's, it's. But it, but we get sold this, right? Particularly where we live, because Albuquerque is our biggest city to our north, and um, Albuquerque's. You could you would think it's, uh, it's 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 hell on earth up there. It depends on where you go, and it, it depends on what neighborhood you go to, right? It's you know, like, like most cities. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right, we've had a record year of homicides, right? But you know, I mean, that's a big, that's a medium-sized city. I mean, yeah, homicides happen. Yeah, we have more this year than we have last year, but I mean, is it really? I mean, I don't fear going to Albuquerque. I mean, I typically don't like staying in the city after dark anyway. But you know, um, but you know, occasionally I'm there. And I do stuff, and I never get murdered and, and or assaulted or messed with. I mean, it also <laughs> helps. It also helps murdered. that I'm six foot. I'm a six <laughs> foot two black guy. But I mean, it, 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 that aside, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's I think, not Mad Max. <laughs> yes, it's definitely not Mad Max. But I do get the implic. I do. I do get the ju- the 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 overall gist of the whole three article three piece series in Vice. Is concerning, uh, but I'm not. A, I'm. I'm not this privacy absolutist like most people are. I mean, I know what I need to do if I need to keep certain information out of the of, out of the public square. Um, but you, not to take the side of law enforcement. That doesn't make me a bootlicker for those of you out there. But they kind of have a hard job. Um, they're asked to be judge, jury, sometimes executioner, as well as therapist. Uh, uh, you know, a wet nurse. Um, you know, fathers. Um, all these other, you know, all these other kind of authority figures, because you know, because we don't take care of that stuff ourselves anymore, and we put that all right. on law enforcement, and then we wonder why, like, you know, they're they suck at it because they're not really good at the all the other things, right? They're law enforcement, and, and to that and to that extent, they're not police, right? Like, they there's no, you know, it's been actually, you know adjudicated that like they're not really under any real hardcore legal obligation to protect you um right well and, and that's been proven in yes that's uh, been adjudicated many times yeah they, uh, they they have no obligation to protect you period right and and most decent police departments are always going to be like yo you are the first line of defense right not us right um we can't be here you know i mean you got them Dealing with truancy, uh, setting up speed traps, um, you know, you know, lo- you know, you know, SWAT raids for, for you know, narcotics. Uh, you, you, you got them, you know, you, you, they're having to deal with homeless. They're having to deal with, you know, like street thugs. They're having to deal with people who absolutely think that at, at every police stop, there's a potential for, for the police to gun them down in cold blood. They're called racist. They're doing this. That's not to say that, like, look, you guys opted for this, right? That's your job to deal with society, but society now s- sucks a little more. And, right. and and we expect law enforcement to do this. And so if they if they want a tool that that because here's the deal, right? Like if you go later in the article, they're lamenting the fact that Ring is using a lot of this data to build um facial uh, facial recognition software into the cameras, inference, machine learning stuff, and to basically start building algorithms that help police departments you know, better identify potential crimes, pre-crime <laughs> to be, <laughs> that's, that's disturbing in a way. Yeah. Um, and to, and to basically be better at policing with l- less resources. That is a, that is a trend across all industries. And if you want, if we're going to, if we want law enforcement to be the end all be all, then you're going to have to give them these technological terror weapons, right? Um, right. Or, or, or tools. But if you, if we're not going to better ourselves as a society and become more self-reliant, be more, what's the word I'm looking be the, I guess the theme I'm constantly stressing. Good is more, neighbors. Yes. <laughs> more trusting as opposed to less trusting. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're, you're going to turn this over to the state. And when well, the, and that's it, my, and that's kind of my fear is, you know, okay, I get the partnership between the public and the and law enforcement, right? It really needs to be a, a partnership if we're going to have it, you know, but the, the fear that I have is 
we just want to turn it over to them. And we want to, I, I say we, generally speaking as a society, we want to turn it over to the state and say, just be responsible for it. I don't want to be a part of it. You can have access to all my stuff, whatever, just take care of it. Instead of being that neighbor that we need to be, like you're talking about, you know, and talking to each other and taking a little bit of self-responsibility in it. I have a personal responsibility to protect my house. This is not the police's job to protect my house. So I have a responsibility and an obligation to my family to do that. Yeah. Not to just turn it over to an agency. And then don't get mad when you turn it over to that agency of human beings and then one and and of course you turn over the distribution right the distributed nature of the neighbors app over the human beings and don't think that these problematic uh preconceived notions as i like to say i.e people profiling that won't be a major problem right this is this is where this vice article goes wrong and and thinking that like rank the very nature of ring existing is going to lead to the proliferation of racial profiling, where it's just like, where there's always been racial profiling. The only difference is this is now moved from the mechanism of person-to-person interaction, which has a, which had a, a less likelihood of being problematic, to now like you've mass produced, mass distributed this ability to racially profile. And it's the, hum, the human need to profile is never gonna go away no matter what the tool is. Um, and, and so when we turn over, particularly these apparatuses to the state, and then we, and then we want them to not racially profile, and it's just like, well, no, they're, they're made up of human beings. Even if it was right. in the hands of strictly private actors, people are still doing it. And then they kick in all this other crap about, you know, I guess I, they're using Ukrainians moderators, I guess, um, to, I guess, look through data help enforce community guidelines kind of the same problem that facebook deals with you know but but of course you know they have to bring in the social justice bs angles it's like but there is no standard knowledge of the u.s of u.s history current affairs or the social realities resulting from the legacy of slavery and colonialism A, a ukrainian moderator doesn't care about that they're giving very specific rules for flagging this type right. of stuff right no one <laughs> no one gives a no one gives a, a good goddamn about any of that stuff. If you're from Ukraine, you're just given a job. They're like, hey, flag this stuff. Look at this stuff. And basically, you're just going to um, force people to move to algorithms. These algorithms are going to be are going to have algorithmic bias. And um, there's nothing there's not much we're going to be able to do about it. <laughs> so, yeah, stop trying to do this. And yeah, so that uh, I. I I don't know, not to beat this up too much, though, but I, I get, you know, because this is more, this article was more just to kind of beat up on Ring because it's, you know, a private company. Um, and th- th- it combines the two things they hate the most, uh, corporations and cops. And so, um, you know, yeah, it's going to get my dither up, right? Because I'm, I'm always empathetic to that view, right? That, yeah, cops, you know, have a little bit too much power and... Yeah, you know, and when the corporation ever cozies up to the state, then yeah, typically throughout history, that's proven to be. And in, in our next story, we will we will definitely show you why. Um, that that has a tendency to be um, terrifying, and so it's always good to be on the lookout for it. I don't think it's quite fascism, and nor am I am I'm gonna buy a ring anytime soon. To be honest, I mean, I I'll I'll get a nest or or if I am not lazy i'll just build my own system right that's self-contained now granted the reason why people go with these things is because they're easy to install yeah you plug you turn them you basically turn them on and they set themselves up all you have to do is give them a wi-fi password maybe but the the app on your phone usually takes care of that so yeah they're easy yeah no yeah 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 i mean my that's my brother-in-law said so all right. Well, all right. All in all, um, Ring. Uh, the the moral of the story is Ring is bad. Cops are bad, and um, and the company as a whole is terrible because they had a very terrible Christmas party, uh, or it ha- has some sort of costume party that was, uh, you know, um, what is it? Uh, problematic, and it uh, 
promoted racial stereotypes of indigenous people and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah it sounds, I mean, sounds like yeah, a party I want to go to. Yeah, you know? <laughs> sounds, sounds like something I'm down with. No, yeah, I mean, but I mean, good on them for bringing up this as a whole. It's been, it's been, it was a very, it was a very good read, and it brings up a very valid concern that both left and right can kind of get behind. But here's the deal: that has unintended consequences. Now, as much as I, uh, as much as I would say I'm not a bootlicker and stuff like that, it, I, I am not unaware. Of the fact that, like, hey, in the hands of the state, these tools can be terrifying. Case in point, uh, an article from Forbes that, um, I guess, Ryan, our, our producer Ryan, put in the uh, in our uh, stories, uh, well, I guess, thread on Discord about China has weaponized the smartphone. And here's why you should be concerned. Well, first of all, you should always be concerned. Um, it isn't just China that's weaponized it. I mean, to think that the U- U.S. government or any other government around the world has no ability, if you are a target, to go after your uh, your little portable surveillance device that is your smartphone is silly. Um, but I, what's been going on over the last couple of weeks is these China cables have come out, um, basically um, basically detailing the systematic uh, cyber surveillance of the Uyghur population of Western China. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, about 10 plus years ago, um, there was a kind of a bit of an uprising in the Western provinces of China by some of the the more extreme elements of the Uyghur population. Um, The Uyghur population is an indigenous to Asia and they are mostly Muslim Chinese. um, And they have, you know, lived within the sphere of the Chinese government, well, you know, since since probably the Han Dynasty, um, these uprisings that happened in the early two thousands um, caused a lot of death and some terrorism, and they hiding behind the fact that we had a war on terrorism and we're going to turn a blind eye to what they did, proceeded to begin a ruthless and relentless crackdown on the Uyghur population to the point where. If you have a copy of the Quran on your phone, um, you will be flagged. Uh, they began the internment of these uh, populations that probably started in 2012. Um, but I'd have to go back and look uh, and see when it started. Um, they have been interning in basically imprisoning people. And these, in, these internment camps are basically re-education camps. camps. And if you uh, look at all the investigative journalism that have been and has been done over the last decade, as well as these, these China cables that have now basically, these are government documents that were smuggled out of that province. And the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists have been pr- posting them. Um, I read I read the article in the New York Times. I think the Guardian had something. Um, I've, I've I've seen it in other publications over the past couple of weeks, where they've used like all kinds of techniques to surveil these people, right? I mean, there's facial recognition software that they deployed. Um, they're, uh, they they basically use this uh, these camera systems to know the comings and goings. They use electronic surveillance in the form of putting um, basically taps on phones. There's separate lines for you to go through to get in and out of certain areas of some of the Western, these Western cities where we're Uyghur populations. It is estimated that nearly one million or more Uyghurs have been interred over the last decade. Um, there have been these cables basically denote that like they're basically just beating people into submission. Um, it is re-education in the sense that you must adhere to Chinese law, not to uh, uh, not to Quranic law. And uh, yeah, they've been they've been on people's phones left and right. They are hacking most of things like telegraph. Uh, they don't allow VPNs. And this article not only goes into like you know what has been now actually confirmed, right? They've been they've confirmed these uh, these internment camps via satellite for like a decade, right? They they know they exist, um, and it's pretty brutal what they do. Um, they're also deploying a lot of the technological advances in uh, in surveillance on um, these these Hong Kong protesters. And so, I mean, they're setting up dummy sites to dummy sites so that if you visit with your mobile device, they can then basically hijack your phone. Um, these are ter- these are 
these are tactics and weapons and tools that a despotic state can employ when it wants to absolutely positively subjugate a people. And so you wonder why us privacy advocates get our gather up when we see a cooperation between ring and law enforcement, even though I understand that it's something that has to happen sometimes, or at least should happen on a voluntary basis, or maybe on the basis of cooperation for for the greater good, these things can turn south very quickly. And the Chinese are a chief example of this. Um, Yeah. Pretty and and pretty, you know a lot of amazing. a lot of people are going to say you know oh that well that's that's stupid that's an unfounded fear you know the, our police departments here would never do that but you know I, I think it's foolish to take that approach even if even if there is almost zero chance of them doing it right I mean you have to assume that the fact that the thought is even out there and as many people who are in power as they are they, someone in that position has already thought about this. Right. And to ignore that and just assume that, Oh, well, everything will be fine. You know, there's no nefarious intent here. No, I'm pretty sure somebody out there has a nefarious intent. You know, is it going to happen? I probably low probability in our context, maybe, but it's foolish to just blindly trust, you know, a government entity without doing your homework and um, and uh, getting informed. And I think also know the history of what your government has done, and don't think that it can't do it again. And I and I and that's the part that kind of you know that irks people like us. When people are willing to basically say, eh, you know, you know, ring, ring is, 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 is hella convenient. Yeah, maybe they do need to work with law enforcement, you know, because I want a crime free world and this and that. And the other thing and in the China and in China, most of the Chinese population is is in absolute and total agreement, even if they know the more egregious things that are happening to Uyghurs and the more egregious things that are happening to the Hong Kong protesters. There is a propaganda arm of the state that basically it starts at, you know, what we like to call the indoctrination centers that we commonly known as public schools that teach them very, very clearly that the state is good. And right. in, and then in China, they teach you that the state is not only good, that the state is God. But um, when you have an entire generation of people who are educated this way and who are educated in the sense that, that they do not necessarily have a distrust of government – no, here in the United States, we've always had a mistrust of government, but it's typically now in this kind of tribal age, it's just like, well, it's my guys in government, so it's all good, as opposed to your guys in government. But we all have yeah. a fear that then <laughs> when the opposite team's guys are in government, that they're going to repress us, and so we should be vigilant. Yeah, but as and, long as I'm blue and my guys are blue. Yeah, as long as I'm we're, blue we're and good. guys are blue, we're, we're good, man. We're great, right? Or as long as I'm like America, you know, you know, red state, you know, America and 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 police and the, and the fire and the first responders and the, you know yeah then you know as long as, you know, as those guys are in there because they're virtuous and they're not human beings and they're, they're infallible and stuff like that that right that's what's happened in china right the majority of that billion point 1.2 billion people are thought think that this yeah this is completely necessary and and, and to be done Right. Yeah. Um, just like we think here on the southern border, border that like, you know, rounding rounding folks up who cross the border illegally and putting them in the camps is righteous. You know, no, it's it's honestly a very terrible thing to do. Right. But like but, you know, the state needs to protect us. Right. From these 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 inv- this invasion. Right. And um, it's that systematic. I hate to use the word brainwashing. No, it is. I mean, it's it, it's a cultural manipulation really because we no longer like like i was saying you know we don't team up with long law enforcement as, as individuals anymore we have shifted the responsibility to them right and um you know and, oh and the government needs the results, to right? yeah, yeah. And, and you always will be because something's gonna go awry and then of course then the the immediate reaction is well we need to fix that and then they clamp down on something right yeah or we just need the right people or the right this or the right that. It's just like, I think you guys, the right people doing the right things to protect the people. 
and the key the key common denominator along those is just it's it's people guys <laughs> yeah it's, it's, well and and that and and because it's people it's always going to be dirty so you know to me the perfect scenario is okay we partner up first of all neighbors everyone gets together we we kind of team up together to get our communication straight to get our knowledge of our communities straight to understand what's normal and what's not instead of just assuming something's not normal because it's different right we partner with whatever law enforcement we we have close to us and we accept and this is the key part i think is that we have to accept that it's not perfect and it never will be perfect instead of trying to sterilize everything and say, okay, well, we need to protect ourselves hundred percent. You know, if one, just one child is protected from this, whatever activity, nefariousness, blah, blah, blah. No, sorry. We can't get to a hundred percent and we never will get to a hundred percent. What we can do is be better humans and take personal responsibility and um, be a part of this process instead of just complaining about it. Yeah, this is true, but we need to be, you know, this is just to let you guys be aware of the fact and why the two stories we kind of dovetail together. One feeds into the other, right? Mm-hmm. The latter story being the result of the former story, right? Because that's how it starts. And um, yeah, man, it's kind of it, it's kind of scary um in a way but eh, this this is it it's just our, our job is to give you the look at these technologies from a liberty perspective and the liberty perspective here is like be vigilant be be neighbors right yep and, and inform and yourselves inform yourselves about this stuff um because these weapons for all intents and purposes now when, because i believe once the technology is like wielded in the hand of the state it's it's automatically going to become a weapon and yep. you guys need to be aware of this like or you, all of y'all need to be aware of this not just guys i don't mean to be gender specific here you know pronouns and uh, we knew what you meant yeah 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 you know i'm sorry i've been reading a lot of vice articles so yeah that's <laughs> why i'm like trying to be i'm trying to watch my language well let's move away from that much very depressing set of subjects <laughs> Um, this is just, I I don't know. This is kind of wide open right now. I'm going to bring up the fact that if anyone knows, cares, or a lot of these technologies that we've discussed, particularly when it came to facial recognition, AI and machine learning, um, one of the biggest conferences for machine learning in the world is going on right now in Vancouver. It is the NERPS conference and the NERPS conference stands for a neural information processing systems conference. Uh, to, uh, to take away from Wikipedia here, what it describes itself as the conference and workshop of on neural information processing systems is a machine learning and computational neuroscience conference held every December. This year, again, it's in Vancouver. Uh, the conference is currently uh, kind of a double track meeting um, that includes invited, invited talks as well as oral presentations um, and um, peer reviewed research and stuff like that. Some of the things of interest, I guess uh, I have a ZDNet article where they're kind of going over some of the seminal papers that will be um, very, very important. Actually, I'll just go straight to the NERPS website to be like what the seminal papers are here. Um, there's one that's dealing with, what is it? Self-supervised deep learning on point clouds by reconstructing space. And it's basically using uh, unraw labeled uh, point cloud data to detect objects, object recognition. Um, there was one that dealt with, yeah, this one was really, really weird. So um, it's called Computational Mirrors, Blind Inverse Light Transport by Deep Matrix Factorization. I love their names. Um, it shows how to use convolutions to recover a scene outside of the field of view of a camera. So if there's, some, if there's a scene playing on a screen somewhere else in the frame, not even in the frame, right? Not in the field of view of camera, but it, if it can grab the reflections from what is playing on a screen that say, let's say behind the camera, it can recreate what's on, it can recreate roughly what's on, what's being played on a screen or something that's taking place off camera. 
Um, Whoa. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, what? This is like this is like those CSI TV shows where they catch like the reflection of in the in the sunglasses of the guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> that stuff is. Oh, oh can we enhance that? Oh, yeah, sure. And sure. then all of a sudden you can like, read the license plate. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's not even possible. That's yeah, not even, you don't have the pixels. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how you could do that, right? But apparently, like, um, apparently, like, they're, they're, this, it's, it's rough stuff. But, like, if, if, it, if the results can be reproduced, um, that's crazy. Um, one of the, one of the more, um, one of the biggest, I guess, areas of, of technological advancement, particularly in the area of machine learning, um, is natural language processing. And basically, there's this the other paper of interpreting and improving natural language processing in machines with natural language processing in the brain. So basically, they're trying to use these deep neural networks to emulate, obviously, the brain. So they basically took a, a functional MRI machine and like got people to read certain things or interpret certain things and then they want to mimic the firing that t is taking place in the neurons b via the functional mri and then they want to be able to then equate that to the neural network on the machine to help the machine improve its ability to process natural language oh my uh, god <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh, there this is a very very nerdy nerdy series but what honestly some of the seminal papers that came out of nips um uh, or, or neurolips, neurops, um, was the seminal paper of deep learning, right? I mean, the very, the very, the, the thing that is basically driving a lot of AI and machine learning development to this day, to the point where we have again, uh, you know, ring digital uh, ring doorbells with digital cameras that will have inf you know inference chips installed based on deep neural deep learning that are going to be able to do the facial recognition on the edges in devices. The seminal paper came out of this conference. Um, I forgot the guy, Hinton is his last name, he's a Canadian. And ever since then, that, that talk built a thousand startups and, and, and improved a thousand more um, and neural networks and all this other stuff. So like it's, it, it's always good to kind of pay attention, even if the titles sound very convoluted and, you know, like, I don't, I don't really know what the heck's going on here. And, um, I don't really understand what's happening. There's pretty pictures and there's stuff and there's equations and stuff, things that came into the things that come into this conference. Right. Um, and everyone's there. MIT's there. Facebook's there. Google's there. Um, uh, IBM's there. Intel's there. Every, you know, startups are there. Everyone's there. And they're all commiserating and, and, and collaborating and stuff. And you, if you, and, you know, you've been to conferences and stuff like that. Like a lot of cool things can come out of going to conferences and listening to talks. And, sure. And, and a lot of collaboration happens and stuff. And so, like, these are important. It's good to see, like, what's coming into the conference. Um, paper, you know, papers that are being published in the conference and then things that are coming out of the conferences, like startups or new ways of doing things or new collaborations. So, you know, just something I kind of brought up and I thought was pretty cool. And and um, it's very, very important because these are the technologies that are driving the things we discussed before um, at the very at the very root of what's going on. Like a lot of the technological terror that is the Chinese surveillance system is going to use a lot of these tools because this is open source. Right. You can mm -hmm. you can take the stuff and implement it. Right. The you know, papers are pretty open particularly when they when they go to archive before they go to actual publication. Um, I think there was one guy at the conference actually has given a talk about how reproducible a lot of these papers are. Um, and he found that uh, of all the papers, I think it was hundreds of papers that he looked through, he said uh, between uh, 84 and 2017, of the 255 papers that were published in AI, 63.5% um, of them were reproducible. That's a pretty high number considering, right? Because a wow. lot of stuff is very theoretical. Um, right. And so, yeah, this stuff is out there. That that doesn't mean that, you know, there's a lot of I saw a lot of Chinese names here um, and the, they may not necessarily be agents of the state. But like, remember what we just discussed about, like how people are educated. Right. Um, for the greater the nation. Right. For the, for the greater China. Right. You go and you learn these technologies and you create a company and then the state comes to you. He's like, hey, that's pretty cool technology. Maybe we can use that to repress some people. 
for the great of the state, they'll pass it over. A lot of these, I mean, they're catching up when it comes to a lot of the papers that are being published that are using these technologies. And, and, and the cool, and the, the frightening thing is they have a huge populace to test this stuff on where we're kind of still, I think, gratefully, I'm grateful that we still do. We kind of fight against a lot of this stuff. Like, you can't just deploy cameras here willy-nilly. You got you to gotta give you my permission to do whatever. In China, they don't. And it's funny, it's funny and terrifying in a way that they're going to be the proving ground for a lot of these technologies are going to be in countries that have no um, conception of privacy and freedom. <laughs> that's that's the frightening thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these papers are going to allow them to do all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, it's all in all, I I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop nerding out on this, but um, yeah, keep an eye on that. <laughs> keep an eye on that stuff, man. It's it's sort of important. Definitely. Well, I don't know, man. I think that's it for me, man. Um, if there's any other discussions that one would like to have, speak now. We'll forever hold you peace and we can shut this down. <laughs> I would just encourage everybody to go out and, you know, talk to your neighbor now and then. You know, get out from behind this computer screen. Yeah, get, yeah. even though this is a tech podcast, uh, put down the tech and go talk to your neighbors. Go for a walk, you know, be sociable. Go to a bar, go to a restaurant, yeah, take it, you know, you know, go right. for a hike or this, well, the weather's been kind of crappy here lately, but you know, you, you get my drift. So do that type of stuff, guys, because, you know, technology is not everything. It, 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 it will, it seems to be driving everything, but it, I mean, people are important and chief component of this. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's it, man. So. Thank you guys for logging in to thank you for your servers. We appreciate you guys listening and hopefully next episode we'll have some, you know, low down dirt on this Fullerton versus friends for Fullerton's future. But you know, I make no promises yet. Hint, I hint, do. Hint, hint. I Gary. do. <laughs> oh, hint, hint. Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, let me take that hint. <laughs> I make no promises. <laughs> yes, there you go. Plausible okay. deniability if it all goes wrong. All there right. we go. Sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> all right, yeah, so you guys can keep following us at Nick Way. Definitely keep following at the MLGA on Twitter. Um, New Year's resolution would probably be to get a much more Instagram focus. It gets some Instagramming in for the show. Um, maybe even starting to set up the Facebook page and I don't know, you got to talk to your son about figuring out about this uh, Patreon thing. Educate us Gen Xers here on, um, the use of that stuff. I'll, I'll talk to him about it. If I can get him away from his girlfriend for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. All right, man. We're logging off. Peace out. Take care. Bye. <laughs>